0: we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. Public speaking is the number one fear in the world. I started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the U.S., People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, and I help people who have been in business for a long time. I deal with, with the nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility. And we, we cross-promote, you know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where, where you have to eliminate the excuses. you got to make that game plan, say, for me to get to that point. Alright, here we go. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to Shut Up and Grind with your host, the tank top wearing phenom himself. Robert B. Foster. So this is episode number 43. We are slowly creeping our way up to 50. So what we're going to focus on today. So as you all know, we keep this show motivational, educational, entertaining, and transformational. So I searched the globe looking for dynamic guests to come and pour into all the English, (laughs) to pour into you guys. So the central topic is always overcoming obstacles through tough times. So that's always the central theme. And so the guests that I bring on, we go in we go into their backstories and we just talk about what they had to go through to get to where they are now and how you can do the same. Okay, so that's why we do this. That's why the guests take their time to come on to pour into you. And so my guest today, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about a whole lot of things. But it's about Culture, transforming culture in business in the home, in your heart, so that you can maximize your human growth potential. That's huge. That's huge. So I found someone and hold on. I got to get her bio. I wrote her bio up here. See, now she gave me a bio, but I do my own because you guys know I'd like to be extra with the bios. Right. So, she has been recognized by Forbes and Harvard Business for transforming the culture of client-based businesses. She's a speaker. She's a podcast host. She's a best-selling author that teaches people how to maximize their potential. Please welcome to the show, Jill Wright. Welcome.
1: Hi, Robert. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Glad to have you. Glad to have you. So tell the people, where, where are you joining us from?
1: I am in Colorado. I have a little ranch outside of town. I have 10 horses and dogs and wow. cats and chickens. And and so then I do business during the day and ranching when I get home.
0: Wow. So you're busy all around.
1: I am busy. Yes. <laughs>
0: how, how close are you to Denver?
1: I'm about an hour out of Denver. Okay, not bad.
0: Yeah, I went to Denver back in 2017 and went ziplining in the Rockies. That was amazing.
1: Oh, you yes. did? That's yes. so fun! Yes, it
0: was absolutely amazing. Let me tell you, it, you know, being over here, we only see like, you know, uh, like blizzards and everything about Colorado. So when I went, I went in March. So I expected to be cold, snow everywhere. It was 80 degrees all four days
1: yeah (laughs) we have crazy weather they say in colorado if you blink the weather will change yeah wait a minute
0: (laughs) that's crazy crazy. wow all right so let's talk about you you know like talk about about your upbringing where were you born all that good stuff
1: well first of all what you need to know about me is that i am a lover of people yes And that has been the core of my success in business is my passion for people and being able to see beyond the surface and really dig into the potential that's available, I think, within everyone. So the joy of life for me is just to be a reflector of what is already within people, because, you know, that's the reason we connect with people is so they can help us to see the things that we don't see because we're swimming in it. So, you know, we don't realize and the things that we do naturally, we, we don't recognize. And, you know, I heard something a while back and they said that if, if women haven't re- paid paid, to learn something, then they don't consider it a skill. Mm. They don't consider it a marketable skill. Okay. And it's so true. So I'm about people, you know, reflecting, owning their own value, you know, showing them their the skills that they already have and that they recognize that they do naturally that they can help other people with. And they don't even know those are V- marketable skills
0: and absolutely yeah we'll we'll definitely dive deeper into that because i do something similar like if, if you go on my website the very first page it says uncover the power within so it's the exact same thing but like i said so where, where were you born where were you raised
1: i was born in minnesota okay so I'm used to a lot of snow and, and those mm-hmm. kind of cold weather climates. And I think when you're raised in that kind of an environment, and especially in Minnesota, that's the Midwest, people are, is, is really founded on kindness. And I yes. think it's because it was it's so cold that, you know, you, you have to depend on the people around you sometimes to survive. So it's wise to build relationships that are build a community where you can support each other. So I was raised in, in that kind of environment and I've been an entrepreneur since I was a little kid.
0: <laughs> nice. So so what what were you doing then as a kid?
1: Uh, I wanted to make money. We didn't have I I don't come from any money. And so I wanted to be free and to do my own thing and buy what I wanted and create what I wanted. So um, someone told me very young that people would pay for things that, that they didn't want to do. So I made a flyer and this is really total copyright. Like I traced the newspaper and said, you know, the family circus lady and I'm dating myself and so I had her with kids running all around her. And then I had her with a vision of her in a bathtub relaxing. And I wrote the ad, need help? Call me. And <laughs> I, I put it, I just made copies of it. And I put it in everybody's mailbox, which is, you know, totally illegal. Yep. <laughs> and, <coughs> so, you know, I've been a rule breaker since birth. But I, I did that. And I got a lot of people call me. You know, I babysat, I cleaned houses all the way from when I was 12 years old. So, I really understand the entrepreneurial mind and at this point I'm I'm unemployable.
0: <laughs> that's that's so true. <laughs> I've said the same thing. I could not work for anyone else right now if I wanted to. But but it's funny cuz what you said, I did the same thing. I made up a flyer back in the day for about uh, mowing lawns. And I, and I did the exact same thing. I went through, I put them in everybody's mailbox. And then the next day, the postman came with all of them in a stack and told me that you can't do this. <laughs> so, so like I went down to the post office, put it up on cork boards, down to local restaurants and did what I had to do. Same thing when it snowed because I'm up here in Rhode Island. So when it snowed, same thing. I would go out with my insulated socks on, get my shovel and just door to door. Want me shovel for you? Want me shovel for you? know out there a few hours a couple hundred bucks you know like that's how that's how it starts but you're right I absolutely could not punch a time clock again
1: absolutely (laughs) but you know when you learn to serve really young and you learn also that the better job you do and the more you build a relationship with your client whether you're shoveling their lawn I mean their sidewalks whatever um the the better your business becomes, because then they refer you. Oh, my neighbor across the street wants you too. Yeah, and and that's how it builds. And so I think that's those are really powerful lessons that that shapes your whole life.
0: Yeah, it's it's true. It's all about it's all about caring. You know, like it's like you you, ha- you have to care. I was aligned with a couple of, couple of business partners a few years ago, and they're very very good business people. They were very successful but they cared about the money and I cared about the people, you know? And so just the two ideals, we just clashed and then it ended up breaking down from there. But I was like, I'm not going to sacrifice my relationship with these people just to make, make a buck, you know, like I'm not going to do it.
1: Exactly. And I think that's happening now too. I think with the pandemic, there's a big shift in consciousness, Yes. People want to go somewhere where they're appreciated, where their value is, and they are developed as a human being, where they are a part of something bigger than themselves. They are making a difference. And when you you learn that, just like I did very young, you know, yep. these things, connecting with people, it makes a difference.
0: Yes, Yes. Yeah, like people always talk about effective communication and I always, I always say, yes, that is needed, but you can be an effective communicator, but not an effective connector, you know? So Absolutely. just, just you, you can articulate information doesn't mean that you are bonding with the people you're talking to. And that's, that's a skill that we're all born with, but so many people don't utilize it to its fullest potential.
1: Yeah, it's true. And people are, I think right now, longing for that. I think my friends, they tease me. They're like, Jill, the pandemic was for you mm-hmm. because it is the awakening of compassion in business. It yep. is the awakening of the desire for human connection. And it's true because I've been talking about human connection and love in business for 30 years. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, yeah, those are soft skills, honey, you know. <laughs> and now, guess what? The people who have the soft skills, they're the ones who are winning.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's so, so true. Like, one of my coaching clients, this woman's brilliant. She's a, uh, She has a PhD in psychology. I dropped out of college. <laughs> right? But, like, it's like she's so smart. That I have to bring her down a few notches, you know. It was like, like if you want to communicate with the masses, so you you have to learn how to take your knowledge but articulate it like like you're talking to an eighth grader, right. you know, or even a fifth grader. It's like you you right. got to bring it down a few notches. So so I said the irony here is that even with all of your education, I have the skill set that you need right now, you know. So that's what people have to understand that we yeah. are all here to learn and grow from one another. You know, it's like just because I don't have a degree doesn't mean I'm not qualified to speak on stuff because I have a whole lot of life experience. And I've been through many workshops with some of the top minds in this country, many mastermind groups, many trainings, many smaller, smaller certifications. So the people listening, I say every single show is you got you have power within you way much more power than you think you do. Yes,
1: Yes, absolutely. And that. The the fact that I just I was gonna say something, I lost my train of thought, but but those skills are so valuable. I know what I was gonna say. I always tell people I haven't had the intuition educated out of me. Mm. And you're the same because it takes you thinking on your feet and really figuring out how, where's the doorway? To connect with the person in front of me.
0: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And you know where where a lot of people go wrong with this is they kind of like how, how S- Sally just commented like so so many people are worried about being the boss. It's like like I'm the boss. I'm in charge. I'm this. I'm that. But you you have to be the bridge. You know you don't really you don't really have to be the boss. You just have to be the bridge. It's like. Here's where you are. Here's where you want to go. I'm going to help you get across that bridge. And then that's where that that human connection comes from.
1: Well, absolutely. And the way I look at leadership is is it's my job to cultivate the team around me. So if I'm a conductor like in an orchestra and I've got all of these different instruments, okay, all of these different instruments – play differently they sound differently you develop them differently so you need to be able to support the people around you and really bring them together and cultivate your team and create a sense of oneness and belonging and you know what you said about the bridge the the something in the bridge is also to believe in them yes and you know when i was young my when i was 15 i i had a situation in my family i graduated early and i got in a big fight with my stepmom and my dad came to me and said i have to choose between you and her and i choose her And you'll never succeed without me and all of these kinds of things. So I, a lot of the people listening, it's nice if somebody believes in you and, and that's why I am passionate about believing in other people, but you can also make it if you're rebellious enough to say, screw you, I'm going to make it in spite of you. I'm going to show you what's inside of me. I'm going to show you what I'm made of. And so you can go both ways. But as a leader, if you bridge that belief and you see more in your people than they see in themselves and you recognize and acknowledge and appreciate those skills and nurture that along, that's when you have a connection for life.
0: Yes. Yes. What do you think stops people from, rec- from recognizing that within themselves?
1: I think it's hard. I think it's hard to see yourself and how to look at yourself objectively because you only know you, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have the evil skill of comparison and You compare yourself to other people and, and that never works because you are not here to be them. Spot on. And so if you're a good leader and you can articulate that and develop that in your people so that they feel extraordinary, then guess what? They produce extraordinary. Yes. They're proud. They have a sense of satisfaction. And when you can create that in your business, they never leave.
0: It's true. It's so true. I used to manage an Applebee's years ago. I was a kitchen manager. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever ever worked in a restaurant industry. When it gets really busy and you get overwhelmed, you know, the industry term is you're in the weeds. And so with my kitchen staff, I, I used to, I, I coined the phrase, you can't weed me. You know, I said, everybody said, I need you can't weed me pace. Let's go. The dining room's getting busy. You can't weed. You can't weed me. Like, you can't do it. And I was like, it's like, Matt, how you doing? You can't weed me, boss. Like, Mike, how you doing? You can't weed me, boss. You know, it, it just, it just fired everyone up because I wasn't scared saying, oh, no, the dining room is full. It's going to get busy. Like, like the strength of the leader, it's contagious, but also so is the weakness. Because if you're not a strong leader, that's contagious also. Absolutely. So, bringing out the power brings out the power in everyone else.
1: Well, it's true, you know, and and I heard Simon Sinek talking, and he said the way to develop self confidence is to develop it and to believe in another person. Yeah. And as you develop those things in another person, it also develops it in you. So I've, I've experienced that since I was very young and the more I supported my people, the better it worked Yes, and the more fun we had. I mean, this wasn't a PhD degree. This was PhD of people. This is real life experience. This is what works boots on the ground looking at people's eyeballs every day. And those are the things that really connect you to a human being and build a powerful team. Right.
0: I want to back backtrack a second because so for those listening, you guys know, I mentioned at least once a show about getting your wings clipped and what you spoke about earlier with your, your father picking between the girlfriend and you, and he picked the girlfriend and told you, you would never make it at that sentence right there. He tried to clip your wings, but you made the decision to not let it happen. Yeah. And so many times with what people deal with in life is other people, I call it stuffing them in a box too. So they either get stuffed in a box or somebody clips their, clips their wings and then they go through life thinking that they're no good. You know, and as you were saying earlier, we're all different. We're we're not all here to produce the same. Like the old saying goes, if you judge a fish on its ability to walk, Right? you're gonna think think that the fish is u- is useless like the fish isn't made to walk it's made to swim so like there are people who are made to build things there are people who are made to design things there's people who are made to speak there's people who are made to teach and be educators you know so if, if I judge an educator based on their ability to help people lose weight I'm gonna be like what are you an idiot And that's what we do to each other instead of recognizing each other's talents and honing those talents. That's what a natural leader does.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's time. I think we had a pause in our busy life to look at, take a moment to say, how do we want to live the rest of our life? How do I want my business to run? How do I want things to go? So you have a chance to really reevaluate those things and look at how can you make a difference? You know, Tom Peters, how can you be excellent in the next five minutes?
0: Yeah. Yep. Like, I th- one thing I, I hear people say all the time, like, it's not my place to. <laughs> like, it's not my place to say something. Like, it's your place to say something. If you If you have a way to help someone else. Don't worry about stepping on somebody's toes. Worry about helping the person that needs help. Like I I see that in in my gym all all the time. They'll be like, Rob, so-and-so swing. Like, why are you telling me? Tell them, (laughs) you know, like tell them. They're like, well, it's not my place to say so. If you are further skilled at something than someone else, it is your duty to help them. It's like, once you look at it that way, everything changes. Like, it's not about stepping on anybody's toes. Like, you and I are both up here equally sharing knowledge, back and forth, back and forth. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to upstage you. You're not trying to upstage upstage me. We are here working together, sharing our knowledge for a common task.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the keys to uplifting people is asking permission. Yeah you know yes. if if you ask for the door to be opened then you can speak the truth in love yeah and that's when i think that's the little differentiating piece that when you ask people permission hey can i sh- can i share something with you real quick you know and if if they say yes then you have the opportunity to really pour life into them yes and, Build that muscle, build that skill of sharing, pouring into people, pu- speaking life into people. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And, and sharing. Like People are so quick to share like memes and, and gifs and controversial things, but then you'll post something nice and uplifting and it gets no love. <laughs> it gets absolutely no love. But when you're direct, face to face with people. I mean, I've unlocked, I don't know, so many, just so many people's power in, in the last decade, like thousands, thousands of people long, long before I started this. because Now with this, I have global reach, but, but then just everyone coming in the door. It's just a matter of finding out what's your strong point. Oh, okay. You can't run, run fast, but you can pick up heavy stuff. That's a score. So let's zero in on that. Oh, you can run fast, but you can't jump very high. We'll focus, focus on you running fast. Like, don't worry about jumping high. You know, so it's like we get so caught up in our shortcomings that we're not honing our gifts. Like, for me, I have the gift of gab. I've always had it. I've always had it. And in the restaurant industry, it's like, yeah, you know, I got to, I got to have some staff meetings and stuff. But, like, I, I wasn't using... My gift to its fullest potential. So once I finally left that that industry and started doing fitness, that was when I started speaking, having empowerment groups and you know s- seminars, workshops, started speaking on stages, and I was like, this is where I'm meant to be.
1: Yeah, and doesn't it feel good? I mean, sometimes I feel like when I help people, I think, wow, I, I the, you you just don't even understand. How you blessed me, you know, how seeing you discover something not only blessed me for you, but it also blessed me for me. The sense of satisfaction that you get and the things that are revealed to you about you. As you awaken things in other people, you yep. just help people remember how really great they are, but it's it's like an energy that also comes back. It's like a boomerang yep. it comes back and it helps you recognize things too. and it's like, ooh, wow, I need to I need to think about that too. That really that really taught me something.
0: And people have to understand the lasting impact. There's a woman I trained eight years ago who still brings up where I helped her through, you know, she was just in, in her head about a whole lot of things. And I, I helped unclutter her. And she she still is so thankful and appreciative that I did that with her. And it's like, it, I mean, I have count, countless of those stories, but that's the thing. When you unlock, when you unleash your power, you give permission for other people to unleash theirs. And then you get the satisfaction of watching them realize their potential. It's an amazing feeling.
1: It is. And all you have to do is just speak truth and just be real. Like one of my favorite people on the planet is Alicia Keys. Uh, and I've what, seen her
0: in concert three times. Uh, and, I, and I met her backstage.
1: Oh, you did? I'm <laughs> yep, so excited. I got my
0: picture with her.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yep. Because she just, she speaks right from the pit of her soul. Yeah, she does. And when you do that, it's like you, it's exactly what you said. You give people permission to connect to that part of them that maybe they had been blocking. Maybe they didn't see. For whatever reason, you touch a piece of them that they haven't connected with before, and they can express that into the world, then you have given not only them a gift, you've given the world a gift.
0: Yep, exactly. Because when people are, are empowered, it empowers everyone else around them. You know, like I say, if you look at, say, professional athletes, they typically have children who become professional athletes, you know, and, and why? Because it takes a certain work ethic to become a professional athlete and the kids they're they're in that environment. So like, that's what, that's what they get. So if you're of low energy, you're going to, you're going to be, your next generation is going to be low energy, but if you're high energy, you're upbeat, you're grinding, you're, you know, you're doing what fuels your passion, the kids are going to see that. And then that that's going to empower them and that can carry on for generations.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's such an awesome thing to see that happen, and to see people succeed and learn and grow and win and lose, because yes. I just I just watched this weekend uh, Oprah's interview with Cicely Tyson.
0: Okay,
1: and it's powerful. You can find it on the internet, and she said. The, the things that I value in life are not the wins. I didn't learn from the wins. I learned from the losses.
0: Yes. Yeah, and people don't realize that's what experience is. Experience is all the times you messed up. <laughs> Did you learn from it? <laughs> that's what experience is. And so many people are, are afraid to fail. It's, it's like there, there is no failing. It's like just that way didn't work. So let's try this way. Okay, that way didn't work. Now I'll try this way. Oh, this way worked. So now I know to teach people not to do this or that. Right, exactly. (laughs) That's experience.
1: Yeah. (laughs) want to share that with them so that they have a little bit clearer path to their success, they're still going to have their own boulders to move. But if you can get a few boulders out of the way for them and make it a little bit easier and so that they can then pay it forward to other people yeah. and inspire them in the same way. And and I think that that is something that that grows as you do it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like anything else. It's like if I if I want to get a bigger arm, I have to work this arm. I have to work it, work it, work it. And then over time, it's going to grow. So if you want to become better as a connector, you got to start connecting with people.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how you get good. If you want to get better at speaking on camera, turn on the camera and start speaking. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's like I keep hit, hearing people all the time. Oh, I have to get better at this. So are you working on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you're not going to get better at it. It's <laughs> like so you get good at what what you do repeatedly. That's how you gain the experience. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so let's talk about Executive Shine. So now before you started it, I want to know what were you doing before you started it? And then we'll walk through through, through how you uh, created it.
1: Well, it's kind of funny because I started, I graduated high school very young. I went to college. I got out of college very young. And I looked like I was 12. So <laughs> what I did was um, manage health clubs, just okay. like you. Nice. And I learned about dealing with people and the value of connection when I was there, because that's how, if you created such a fun environment in the club, then people brought their friends. So it was, it, it sustained your sales process. If yep. you made that the best place to be. And I learned at an early age, how really, uh, how how really starving people are for that human connection and that, that relationship and, and being seen.
0: Yep, absolutely. So I had, I had a location on the other si- side of town and uh, we, we had to re- to relocate from there. So I, I had put out a post in our, my private Facebook group to ask people just list some of your favorite, your favorite me- memories of this location and probably eighty percent of the responses were hugs, because when everyone comes in, I greet them with a hug. Well, pre-COVID, of course, you know, but I would greet them with, with a hug, and it was like you know the the camaraderie, Rob's hugs, the motivation, Rob's hugs. This is like Rob's hugs was almost in every single one, you know, because like you go you go into most like box gyms. Like I've been going to a Planet Fitness up the road here for three years. Not one of them know me by name. Not one. I like I scan in, they say hi, I'm leaving, they say bye. That's it. <laughs> There's no other interaction with these guys. I know they're kids. You know, it's like we we do events together, we we do hikes together, obstacle races, we climb the Mount Washington. I know compared to the Colorado Mountains, Mount Washington's like a like a pimple, but it's it's the biggest one up here, you know. But like a group of us went and we did that. So it's like we do a lot of things, things together. We go to rock climbing gym bunch of us went parasailing over the summer. So like, it's much more than just, just that gym environment. And like you were saying about, about culture, you know, like, like, it's not just people coming in, sweating and leaving. Like we have an entire family culture there.
1: Exactly. And the word family that you used is really critical because the thing that really brings people together is that family, is that sense of belonging Yes. Is that sense of unconditional acceptance. You know, you don't have to necessarily love them, but you accept them for who they are. And they bring their piece of the puzzle and they connect with your piece of the puzzle. And that just makes the community more beautiful. And so I, I think that's so awesome. All of the things that you've done, because you really make a difference and it doesn't matter where you are, you can touch people anywhere.
0: Yes. The, one of my most proud moments in that gym, and there's been lots, we have a 20 foot climbing rope. And one of the women, she's afraid of heights, but like she, she wanted to give it a try. And so we finally, you know, she's getting up there, she's climbing, she's climbing. She got kind of stuck halfway. There was probably about 20, 20 to 25 pe- people in this class. Everybody stopped what they were doing, sur- surrounded the rope, and cheered her on. Oh, and I was, like, I was like, that's amazing. So she got to the top, she rang the bell, she came down, she broke down in tears just from all of that support. It was amazing.
1: Absolutely. Those are life changing memories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't realize it's the simple things that make a difference. And what you showed her is love in community and support. And I I tease people, people ask me, you know, about my business and they're like, what do you do? And I said, you know, if we were to hang a sign in the airport that said love available here, (laughs) nobody would stop because they're like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need that. You know, but if we just call it shoeshine or you call it in your health club You, it doesn't matter what you call it. You call it shoveling. It doesn't matter when you, you deliver that result. That's when people come in and they're like, wow. And they don't have resistance. You know, nobody has resistance to the boy coming to their door to shovel. Yeah. You no know, and they're able to open their heart and connect with you when you are able to make a difference in their life yeah. and the same thing in your club and that's where the real joy and that's where <clears throat> for me that's what success in business looks like that's what success in life looks like and i I think you've got it
0: you know you remember the movie uh, that movie the TV show cheers yeah Right. And so what was the best part of Cheers when people walked in the door and everyone shouted their name? Like that's that's what people that's what people love. And when people work in restaurants, you know, like when I manage restaurants, you know, some of the, the servers would come in and, you know, they're crabby or grumpy or whatever. I said, listen, I said, right now you have the you have the capability of making someone's day. Just by going to that table with a bright, bubbly smile and genuinely taking care of their needs, you you can have them thinking about you the rest of the day if if you put that level of effort into it. Not not to mention they're going to tip you better, you know, in theory, but you have to look at every task that you do as a chance to make somebody's day better. And when you do that, that makes you feel good.
1: Absolutely, you don't know who's in front of you. Mm-hmm. I mean we've the the reason we we are in Harvard Business Review mm-hmm. is because we showed up for this customer who happens to be Bill Taylor, who is the founder of Fast Company. Mm-hmm. Hello <laughs>
0: you know, wow.
1: when you show up in front of those people and then they write about you and they say, "Wow." These people really impacted me. These people really made a difference. And so you can impact a leader that can impact an entire organization. So you don't know. I have a saying it's called love rolls downhill. Yeah. Just like shit does. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't know where you don't know where that love goes that has momentum and you don't know where your little touch and your little impact you can literally change the world
0: yes and one one mistake people make too is judging where it comes from you know like i give well, I, I haven't in a while, again with the pandemic. But I give women women's empowerment groups. I remember when the first ones I did, there were like forty forty women that that showed. We, we had like wine and we had you no know, hors d'oeuvres and stuff out there. It was just a nice nice event. And but I overheard one of the women saying, "If this is a women's event, why is he here?" You know. And my thing is like, don't don't discriminate where the where the connection comes from, where the motivation comes from, or where the empowerment comes from. Who cares where it comes from, (laughs) you know? It's like you are here at an empowerment event because you obviously need empowerment, (laughs) you know? So so don't judge where the source of it comes from. It's like, be open-minded, you know? So it's like, you saw my event and 39 other people did as well. So just sit down and be the student, be the student. When someone's trying to add value to your life, be the student.
1: Absolutely, I have a... I'm so glad you said that. I have a great saying. That's why Jesus came as a carpenter and not a CEO. Mm, I like that. Because he came to connect with the people, you know, to really build relationship with the people. And if he came as a CEO, just like you said, people might have resistance. Yep. But if you just come as one of us, I'm just one of you, then people don't have that resistance and they're more open to the the magic that happens in human connection.
0: Yep. Yeah, and and again, and we all we all connect differently. We all need different things. And recognizing and understanding that will help with your connection So like, I'm a certified facilitator in um True True Colors, which is like an, another spin-off of uh Myers-Briggs and DISC and all them. But like once I really delved into the different personality types cuz like in my mid 20s, I was a jerk, I readily admit it. It's like I I was good at what I did, but my delivery was awful. I was very blunt, very direct and very didn't care about your feelings. So now I'm still blunt I'm still direct, but I care about your feelings now. And so, but learning the, the four different types, the leaders, doers, thinkers, feelers. Now I know if I'm dealing with with a feeler, you have to go in one direction. If I'm dealing with, with a thinker, I got to be, be prepared for a hundred questions. You know, with the leader, the leader wants to know the process. And the doer is like, tell me what needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, they don't need the details. They're like, I got to move a hundred bricks. All right, I'll move a hundred bricks. You know, the feeler will be like, how come I just have to move the bricks? The thinker wants to know why. <laughs> and, and then the leader want, wants the entire process of what's happening with these bricks.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, like, and so so once you understand that, connecting with, with people, you, you're unstoppable.
1: Oh, that's totally true. And you need to learn, like, that's so valuable. That's probably... I mean, would you say that's one of the most valuable things that you've ever learned in your life is really understanding different ways that people process things?
0: Yes, yes. Because in in life, we want people to understand how we process. (laughs) But when you're connecting with someone, you got to understand how they process. So you have to speak their language. So like, I can't go to someone who's a feeler with a leader attitude because then you're going to hurt their feelings. You know, they're they're just not going to be be receptive to it and so with a doer you could you can cuss out a doer and they'll do whatever (laughs) it's like they just don't care (laughs) you know but like i said the leaders they they need the whole plan ahead of time you know like like you can't give them stuff in doses and then same thing with the thinkers they're just gonna they want to know why is the bottle in this shape why is this line here like why is why this color scheme like is there there some significance with this color scheme like that's a thinker
1: (laughs) exactly And as a leader, if you can understand how all of those things fit into the puzzle, and if you can kind of articulate those differences within your organization, so people are aware of the different ways that people receive information and the different ways that they process. And one of the things that I also teach is appreciation styles. Mm is that within these personality differences, there are also different ways to receive. Yep. And so if you can appreciate someone in their language, then you really connect. Yep. And I saw, I saw Brene Brown interviewed Eric Mosby, who has a, a Work Human, Okay, and they—he is a statistical genius. I am not a stats person, so I try to remember people who say things. So instead of reading them all, yeah. so uh, he said that if you uh, have sincere appreciation with your people at least five times a year, mm. that that will increase their connection and their engagement with your organization, like 80%. Yeah.
0: It's so, so true. Most people, they always say people don't leave jobs. They leave bosses. Yeah. That's what absolutely. A tell I know. I stayed, I stayed in a job for probably eight extra years longer than I should have just because they treated me well.
1: <laughs> it's, true. it's true. And if you can see and develop genius within your people one, my manager is like my son, has worked for me since he was 14 years old, wow. and now is, you know, in his late 30s, has married kids, all of that. And, and it's, he stays because I saw the brilliance in him and cultivated that. And now he is the most extraordinary manager because guess what? He does the same thing for everyone around him. Yeah. And, you know, has worked for me 25 years. And to build those kind of long-term relationships, it's really simple. You just need to people ask me at the airport, like, how do you not have turnover? Like, what do you do? How do you find such great people? I'm like, we hire for EQ, you know, we hire nurturers. We hire those feelers, like yep. you said, yep. and then we honor them. We love them. We develop them as in their growth, their personal development, and they become better humans. And guess what? When that happens, they also help the people around them become better humans because it's contagious yep. and it's simple and it's fun It's fun to go to work with a group of people that you love.
0: Yes. Yep. Like that, that was a big thing when the gym, when the gyms had to close. Cause like for a lot of the moms, you know, that's an escape. You know, you're working, you're raising kids and you go, you go there for that, for that hour and everyone's positive, everyone's upbeat, everyone's supporting each other. You know, it's like when pe- people were saying, "Oh, gym, gyms aren't essential." It's, it's like you must not belong to the right one. Because if you belong to the right one, it's very essential to people's well-being.
1: Yeah, we were shut down at the airport. You know, in in I've been in business for thirty three years.
0: Yeah,
1: <clears throat> and in my business plan, I never had it. You know, a world shutdown in my exactly. You no. Know? <laughs> And it was honestly, I, I, I was depressed for several months. I mean, I, I felt like these people that I cared so much for, for the past 25, 30 years, uh, 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 they shut us down. Are you kidding? And when we opened back up, um, Channel Seven did a news story on us, and it was so beautiful because the customers were so excited. They were like, "You're back! You're <laughs> back!" They're like, "We've missed you so much because we count on seeing you. We come here for that love." I mean, that's my yep. tagline: "Executive Shine." It's all about the love, yep. and be, you know, like I said before, they used to call it a soft skill. And now, you know, we're elevated to the extraordinary because we learned how to love people. Yes, it makes all the difference in the world.
0: It's so so true. I mean, there's plenty of places I walk into, and people are just so cold. You know, just like Can I help you all set, like no hi, how are you today? No smile, like just very cold. You know, it doesn't make you want to go back there because like I'll drive past places that are right by my house to go to other places where people are friendlier.
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the things I do in training and uh, at, at the airport is you can walk down in front of businesses, you know, in a mall. You can do the same thing. You walk along and you can feel people think energy is woo woo. Well, you can feel the energy from that place. Yeah. And so so I teach people to feel how this feels. And do you want to go in here? You know, so I teach that awareness because some people don't know how their energy impacts people. Nobody's ever told them they matter. Nobody's ever told them that when you smile at someone, that's the best marketing you can do. Yes. No, just sending that energy when oftentimes uh, I, one of the meetings I went to many, many years ago, and it was just, I was the only woman and I went in there like a little uncomfortable and these are all really PhD, highly educated people. And I was intimidated. And so I thought, okay, what do I do well? And I thought, well, I love people. So I'm just going to go from my head into my heart and I'm just going to beam energy. I'm not going to say a word. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to play a game, you know, and see how this works. And I just beamed energy the whole time. And, you know, almost every person in that room. Came up to me afterwards, and they said, "You know, I don't, I don't know if you recognize it, but you have the best energy. I know you didn't say much, but <laughs> you, you have. There's something about you. So I just wanted to let you know that you really impacted me with your energy. And I thought, wow, yep. that really taught me something. Taught me how powerful that was."
0: Yeah, it's true. Like I said a couple couple of sh- shows ago too. You can tell. You can tell. You can walk in a room, and you can just tell who has it. You can just tell. It's like, oh, I gotta talk to that person. Like I I don't know who that is, but but there's somebody. <laughs> it's like you can just tell. <laughs> it was like confidence shines. Like the posture is different. The smile is different. Just everything. The, you know the way people talk. It's 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 just different. You know, when you're in touch with your own confidence and that's, that's a big reason why people hold back in connections is because they don't have their own confidence going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like I said earlier, it comes from building up someone else. Yep. And when you teach that, you get that. I remember a story, an energy story. I went into an event and people were pretty stiff it was at the governor's mansion and you know everyone's well behaved and Mm. and and I saw this woman she had a green blazer on and she just had really great energy (laughs) so I I thought green that's a cool color right so (laughs) I I went in and I I came up to her and I I kind of put my arm around her and I said I just want to let you know that I always acknowledge the person who has the best energy in the room and you have the best energy in this room. And she turned around, and I saw that she had a lapel pin. She was a senator. Mm. And I said, oh. And I said, and you're really important, too. (laughs) And she said, oh, honey, I am no more important than you. And, you know, we have been good friends ever since. And so connection, it doesn't have to be fancy, you know? Just step out of your comfort zone. Compliment someone. Recognize something that you appreciate about someone. That starts a beautiful conversation. Because, I mean, when is the last time you're walking around and someone gives you a sincere compliment or appreciates something about you?
0: Yeah. And it's about recognizing, too, that that everyone is important. Everyone. Like, going back, using um, another restaurant analogy, I remember I was at... I was down in Dallas, Texas for a, kit, a kitchen manager's um, conference. And one of, the, one of the speakers asked everyone, what's the most important position in a restaurant? And people are saying the host, the cook, the manager. I was the only one that said the dishwasher. And everyone was like, the dishwasher? I said, yeah. I said, think about it. Like, your your cooks can make the perfect food. If, if it drops it to the table and there's no silverware or there's no plate to put it on, you know, it's like the dishwashers do a lot. It's like anyone that's ever worked in a restaurant and the dishwasher breaks, like like the actual machine breaks, it's pandemonium in there. Because it affects the bar. It affects the host stand. It affects the, the, the cooks. It affects the prep cooks. Like, it affects the entire restaurant. And that position, like, gets looked down upon so much, kind of like a janitor in a school. You know, take that janitor out of the school and you'll see how important having one is. So it's it's appreciating everyone and giving love to everyone.
1: Exactly. Every piece of the puzzle, every piece in the machine makes it go. And those central pieces, like the dishwasher, nothing can run without that. So if you don't recognize that and honor that person. A friend of mine owns a restaurant and she acknowledges her dishwashers on her social media. And the most engagement she has gotten in all the posts she posts about food, she's hilarious, she does all these things. When she posts about her dishwashers graduating and she wants to honor them and they're going to college or they're doing this, thousands and thousands of people engage. Wow. So it's amazing. And they are the essential part of that machine. You are exactly right.
0: Yep. All right. Let's talk about your book. So you're a best-selling author.
1: Yes. This summer, because of the pandemic, I've connected with with some different people and I've been honored to be in uh let me grab it for you. Um I am in this book, which is fantastic. Let's see. Can Mm -hmm. I show you that? Yeah. It's called One Habit for Entrepreneurial Success. And what I wrote about in this book is how to always add value. Love it. So there are 150 authors in this book that gave their best tips on how to have entrepreneurial success and the best lessons that they ever learned. So it is absolutely an incredible book. And then in December, I launched with 25 other doctors, another book called the codes of longevity. And both of them are available on Amazon. And what I wrote about in the codes of longevity is The power of human connection and how that affects your lifespan, well span, how it affects the quality of your life, how it makes an absolutely essential difference in business. And so that's what I'm doing a lot now is teaching and helping other entrepreneurs, brilliant people, really our leaders now want to shift and they're saying, okay, we've achieved a certain level of success, financial success, but the the way that we're going to go to next level is to build really a power team and empower the people within our organization, build that innovation, build that connection, that sense of belonging that appreciation and tap into the genius that's already available within our own team
0: yes absolutely i love it that's great stuff so you you said said you had a free gift
1: i do i do i put together um it's you can get it super easy i wanted to make it really easy to remember it's theshinegift.com And I put together some secrets of authentic human connection, just some tips that you can use right now today and go out and start to really improve your connection with other people. And that's, that is, I mean, that's where life begins is in connection.
0: And people have to realize too, that that increases your value. You know, for people that have jobs, that increases your value. So if you're someone, you know, that's how you're gonna get elevated, whether to a leadership position, a supervisory position, as a trainer, you know, and those those positions require a higher salary. So the better, the better you are at connecting with with people, the more valuable you're gonna be to that organization.
1: Yeah. Make a difference in someone's life. You know, the people who are the most valuable within organizations are the people making a difference. Yep. Those are the people that are getting promoted now. You know, it used to be, are you producing the most? Are you doing this? No, are you creating the most community? Are you adding the most value, the most psychological value to your organization? Those are the people that are the essential workers right now.
0: Yes. Oh, so true. Awesome. Well, it's 12 o'clock. So unfortunately, we are all done. But I feel like we could we could easily talk another hour I on this topic.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. See, I love this format. Just a organic, organic talk. You know, it's good, it's powerful. Too. You know, we had pe- people engaged the entire time. So it's great. Thank you for taking the time.
1: Well, and I want to acknowledge you too, because you really share right from your heart and that's what is attractive to people. That's what brings people to you because that's really the desire of everybody watching your show yes. is that I want to connect in that same way. And so thank you. It takes, that takes guts. It takes bravery, takes courage, and I really want to acknowledge you for, for coming out and really sharing all of who you are and pouring your heart into every episode. It's it's obvious. So oh, thank, thank you. you. I pre- appreciate that. It means a lot.
0: All right. So thank you, um Jill, for joining us. And it's I said, unfortunately, it's time to sign off. <laughs> so thank you very much for joining. Again, you can pick up the free gift, the shinegift.com. Seven Secrets to Authentic Connection. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Everybody have a great day. Now we'll be back tomorrow with... Who am I with tomorrow? With Sherry. All right, guys. Have a great day. Bye. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years' experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore b underscore foster